Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, April 11, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, The Doctor's Opinion, on page XXVIII, the third paragraph, beginning with, if any feel that as psychiatrists, and reading through one paragraph, ending with, now growing up among them. Today's readers are Jim K., The Twelve Steps, Margie, The Twelve Traditions. Our big book readers are Kathy S., reading the text, Sally P., page 164, and Barbara P. is our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Pat B., and our second-hour moderator is Ken W.H. The share ID for Sunday, April 10th, 2022, is 18,805. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jim Kay to read the 12 steps. Uh, Jim, go ahead and hit star one to unmute. Good morning, Rick. This is Jim Kay, the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. I'll now ask Marge E. to read the 12 traditions. 
Thank you so much. This is Margie, uh, recovered compulsive reader from Massachusetts. Uh, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be brought into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for your service, and I pass. Thank you, Marge. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book, Pollock's Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I'll give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the doctor's opinion on page XXVIII, the third paragraph, beginning with, if any feel that a psychiatrist, reading through one paragraph, only, ending with, now growing up among them. I will now ask Kathy S. to begin reading. Good morning, Rick. Thank you. This is Kathy S. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. If any feel that as psychiatrists directing a hospital for alcoholics, we appear somewhat sentimental, let them stand with us a while on the firing line. See the tragedies, the despairing wives, the little children. Let the solving of these problems become a part of their daily work and even of their sleeping moments. And the most cynical will not wonder that we have accepted and encouraged 
this movement, we feel after many years of experience that we have found nothing which has contributed more to the rehabilitation of these men than the altruistic movement now growing up among them. Um, the first thing that I notice in this paragraph is, is like, it's, like, oh, it's a war language. Um, he talks about the firing line, tragedies, despairing wives and children. This is a battle. And these doctors admit their powerlessness over it. The, how they, it, you know, I love how he said, you know, we may appear sentimental, appear that they are marked by feeling in emotional idealism rather than reason or thought. Um, it's like a sentimental attachment. And, and it's even in their sleeping moments. That's when I often focus on my problems too. You know, and, um, but if you've been in this battle, like my doctors have, you know, my physical doctors told me, you need help. You should go see a therapist. The therapist told me, uh, you need help. You should, we can keep working through this, but you need a doctor and you need rehab. And then rehab, they thought they could fix it. Um, but the truth was I was beyond human aid. And my experience was nothing contributed more to my rehabilitation and recovery than working with a fellow in this program in whom the problem had been solved. She was a compulsive overeater just like me. She couldn't control, she had a physical allergy, she had a mental obsession, but she worked the steps. She put her, put down the food with entire abstinence and had a belief in a higher power, a power greater than herself, worked through these steps on a daily basis, and then gave it away and, and gave it to someone like me, just shared her time. And altruistic, you know, I looked up the word, it's having or showing an unselfish concern for the welfare of others. And that's exactly who she was and who she is. And, um, you know, I also noticed under that definition, it's not harmful or beneficial to one, but benefits the other. I mean, the truth is we do get a benefit, but that's not why we do it. And, you know, we've been given this reprieve. We've been given this miracle. And I, you know, I'm so grateful for it. I can't help but share it with anybody else. Just like I used to think with a diet, I had no problem trying to sell it to everyone, <laughs> except the problem was it never worked. But this does work. And that's why I'm here. That's why I sponsor today. And, and my family, you know, has seen this change. They also were, they may have appeared sentimental. They were desperate, but they knew my struggle. And, um, you know, it's just been miraculous. And, and what they have seen, the changes in my life because of God. And, you know, I am in this battle daily, but I'm on the winning side today. When I surrender, ironic to the battle, I win. And, um, and there's victory here. So um, I, that's all I got about this paragraph. And uh, just thanks for letting me share. So grateful to be here today. And I pass. Thank you so much for getting us started, Kathy. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Remember to include your state when you start sharing. Who would like to share on what was read today? Vanessa Fran, L. Fran V. Leah okay, so uh, before Fran, was that Renee? Uh, Renee? Vanita. 
Okay, Vanita. What's the initial of your last name, Vanita? Okay, so I've got Fran V and Vanita. Not sure the initial of the last name. Sima M. Uh, what was this M? Sima M. Dima. Sima S I M A. S I M A. Okay. Leia S. Leia. Okay. Sheer S. Sheer S. Okay. Got room for some more? Christina J. All right, Christina, gotcha. Anybody else? All right, we'll stop Blanca, right there. Blanca BG. Okay, wait, who is that, Bianca? I didn't hear the very last name. Could you tell me that one more time, please? It sounded like Bianca, but you'll have to come back and tell me um, so I can get you on the list. All righty. So I have Fran V, I think Vanita, um, Zima M, Leia S, Sheer S, Christina J, and possibly uh, Bianca. I'm not sure. So go ahead, Fran, and... Uh, Kick us off here, followed by Vanita. Uh, Fran, go ahead and hit star one to unmute. Oh, okay. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, Fran V, compulsive overeater in New Jersey. What a wonderful paragraph, powerful paragraph. Um, and nobody, nobody will understand me like another compulsive overeater. doesn't matter how many initials you have after your name. And um, um, I call these people angels with skin on because I'm reminded of God's unconditional love. I would love to tell you how perfect I've been for over a year and a half, but since this is a program of honesty, I cannot do that. But the loving people in these rooms that remind me that this is progress not perfection, and that this is uh, this program works is all I know, and that it's taken me beyond my wildest dreams, and miracles have happened left and right, and I know it's a result of this connection with God and these um, angels with skin on is all I can call them, because powerful, powerful reminders of the unconditional love of God, and with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. Okay, thank you very much, Fran. Vanita, you're up next, followed by Seema. Go ahead, Vanita. Hi, Vanita L., recovered compulsive overeater from um, Georgia, but not cured. Yeah, so as a medical person, um, to have someone in the medical profession, someone especially at the top of their field, um, give credence publicly something that's like not medically, you know, medicine didn't come up with is really remarkable. And I'm really impressed with the humbleness and the openness of um, Dr. Silkwood and his obvious desire to really help people. 
because he left that natural tendency to want to protect, you know, his um, protective professions. Um, you know, he was an addiction specialist and he, he just knew that this was working better and it's just, it is remarkable. He's obviously a great man and I'm appreciative of all the great people that higher power rounded up and put together to form AA because I believe like a lot of us do that it was a, it's been a divine, it's a divine gift to the planet because addiction was just um, really just growing and growing and there was no solutions to it so Praise God, because 12 steps have saved my life, and I'm grateful that my weight is lower than it's been most of my adult life, and that is a miracle. Thanks. Thank you, Vanita. Um, Seema, I think M, you're up next, followed by Leia S. Go ahead, Seema. Hi, this is Seema, grateful compulsive overeater living in recovery. Uh I'm not sure exactly what paragraph we read, but I know we're in the doctor's story, and I know I heard the word altruistic. So I'll just say 47 years ago, I came into this uh, OA program. There was no OA literature, but there was a big book, and there was a, a 12 and 12. And, uh, and there was a man who was uh, living in recovery. He, had, he was in o, AA and OA, and I just was very fortunate to walk into that meeting and uh, hear the ninth step promises and um, his altruism in devoting so much of his time to uh, forming meetings in Manhattan, big book meetings, and spreading the glorious message of recovery in the program. And uh, uh, that, to me, that was the altruistic beyond. And um, that's where... I got my start in the program. And um, although my road of recovery in OA has been bumpy, and uh, I wish there were a doctor like Dr. Silkworth for OA that could uh, spread the message of recovery to people that are suffering from uh, our disease. But I'm grateful that for today I'm recovered and I'm able to help others. And I'm 70 years old. and uh, and I've never been happier in my life, and it's all due to this program's uh, healing me spiritually, emotionally, and physically, and um, I hope that I'll be able to keep on carrying the message and doing service. Thanks very much. Well, thank you so much, Seema. Could you tell us what state you're from, please? Sima from New Jersey. All right. Thank you. All right, Leah S., you are up next, followed by Sherry S. Go ahead, Leah. Thank you so much, moderator. Good morning, everybody. My name is Leah S., recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, oh boy. I appear sentimental. I am sentimental. I am very sentimental. I nursed through... My entire family with the uh, disease of diabetes, and I didn't want them to go. I didn't want them. So each one of us 
are born with different qualities, different uh, gifts that God has given us, whether we're artistic, whether we're, we're nice, we're pretty, or, or we're whatever it is. But I, these tragedies, these tra- talk about my own tragedy. I, I wanted so badly. I couldn't stop. I couldn't. And I wanted that pie. And I wanted another piece and another slice and this one and just pop this one into my mouth. And then all these leg cramps and my terrible headaches and bloating and nausea. Oh, my God. These were daily all the time. That, that's the firing line, really, for me. And, 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 and what is my solution, really? My solution is telling you all about it and telling you that my higher power has helped me beyond my wildest imagination. I couldn't understand it, but keep studying this big book. Just keep studying and do it step by step as we do it over here, and you'll get the solution, and you'll get it every day a little bit more and more and more, and then you'll want more. (laughs) And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. All right, Sheer S, you're up next, followed by Christina J. Go ahead, Sheer. Good morning. Um, This is Sheer F, as in Frank, in northern New York. And thank you for leading the meeting, and thank you to all the shares, and especially um, the opening share, which kind of gave me a, a little lightning bolt, because I was listening to the paragraph and about the um, the firing line, the, the war aspect of it. And I thought, well, you know, my compulsive eating hasn't been that bad. I've never been really overweight. I've never had health problems as a result of it. It was For me, it was always more about just the obsession and compulsion and how horrible that felt. Um, but, but it made me think about all the people for whom it is life or death and that my abstinence my working the program, my being the message can be of help to somebody else. And it finally made me really understand in the third step prayer where it says, take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help. Um, I always felt like that was a little bit of a cop-out, like we're not supposed to pray for ourselves unless it helps somebody else. So we're going to word it in such a way that it helps somebody else so that we can really pray for ourselves. Um, But I really, this morning, it really um, struck me that only if I can show that this really works, can I be of use to somebody else who's suffering? Why would they look to me for any help if I am not showing that what I'm offering is helpful? So that prayer just suddenly became more meaningful to me today after um, listening to the share on this paragraph. And so thank you for that. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day. I pass. Thank you, Cher. All right, Christina J., you're up next, followed by Blanca BG. Go ahead, Christina. Morning, everyone. Morning, Rick. Thank you for your service. This is Christina J. from the state of Washington, recovered for today by God's grace. So I was on a trip this last few days and there was major challenges. The last day 
we got stuck in a snowstorm. The pass was closed. We were sitting in a line of about a thousand cars. Not only that, there was a jackknife semis and two cars involved in an accident ahead. We got word that the pass wasn't going to be open for four more hours after we had sat there for three hours. Because of this program, I was able to get out of that line because God directed a way out. I mean, it was a miracle, and I was able to turn back, start calling for rooms. Couldn't find one. I started to get panicky. Because of this program, I was able to pause and pray, and God said, it's going to be okay. And we got a room, the last room in the town. This is a miracle. What would be the tragedy of that? The tragedy would be I would go and eat. I would get nervous. My stomach would twist and turn. I wouldn't care about anybody. I got back to that room and I cared about all those people still sitting in that traffic that didn't get a room. They had to sit there for hours in the freezing cold. That would be a tragedy. The tragedy for me in the food is that I didn't care about my husband's feelings. It was all about me for years and years and years. I didn't care about anybody. This program has made my heart open like a lotus. I always thought I was a good moral person, but no, I wasn't. I wore that like a badge, but it wasn't in my heart. And it was all about me and what I wanted all my life. Now I can be altruistic. Now I care about people when I see heavy, heavy people out there. I hurt because they suffer. Whether they're heavy eaters or not, it's still suffering. The poison in their cells. You know, all the crap that I used to eat. I know. I feel that. Why can I be altruistic? Why can I care? Because I went through this. This is what we bring. This is what we bring when we sponsor someone. Why should I be afraid to tell them my precious story of the suffering that I did? I don't. That's selfish. That's selfish to say, oh, I'm afraid to sponsor. I don't have anything to say. Yes, you do. You have a beautiful story. And this doctor sees this with these people. He sees that this is very, very important for our recovery. And they teach us this in this book. Uh, And their experience can't do as much as we, we, me, who does not have a degree in anything. I never went to school and got all this doctor stuff, but I got a story that God's bringing me through. And even today, the whole weekend was full of challenges, and I didn't eat. I sat and I prayed and I did my morning meditation and I worked with my sponsees through text and email. Gentle reminder. So I'm not a tragedy today. The tragedy would be that I wouldn't help others and that I would put down this program and let my ego take over. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Christina J. Blanca BG, you're up next and we'll take some more names. Uh, Before you begin, Blanca, I'll remind everybody where we're at. We are on page XXVIII, the third paragraph, beginning with, if any feel that a psychiatrist, and we're reading through that one paragraph only, ending with, now growing up among them. All right, Blanca, go ahead. Hi, good morning. Uh, this is Blanca BG from Florida. Um, you know, this entire uh, chapter is what I believe kept me in OA. I remember the first time I read about when they said in the big book, it was was I I remember reading, if you need outside professional help, get it. There's no shame in looking for help. And that's why I stayed. And I thought, oh, my God, it just freed me. Because 
you know, I, I, I did feel ashamed about so many things and, and I did want to seek help, but didn't. And I just like to say uh, something else that I so wish that I had been able to seek a psychiatrist to seek professional help very young. You know, I have friends and that started out in life in little difficult situations, you know, father who left, uh, living in, in very in poverty, who, you know, started out in life in a similar, similar situation as mine, but went on to, to uh, as the years went on and as they went into adulthood, sought help. They got help. And as a result, they were able to just flourish and live their life to their potential, you know, which is all I really wanted to do in my life, was live to my potential. That was very important to me. But as a result I, I, of not seeking help, I emotionally stopped growing at a, at a very young age. <clears throat> now, just to, you know, fast forward, I won't stay on longer than I should, but I eventually did get and did seek professional help and found an amazing therapist. It was shortly after my husband died, and this therapist was the most wonderful thing that ever happened to me. Supported and helped me with every rough time in my life. Um, I moved away from, from that city, and I, wasn't, I don't see him anymore, but let me just say, the life I lead today is a miracle. It is miraculous. Because I got help, because it was okay for me to reach out. And that's the beauty of this of this program, reaching out will save us to each other, to professionals. It will save us. It can save us. It will. It saved me. It can certainly save save anyone. The beauty of this program. Oh my goodness! And all that. On that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Blanca. All right. So we are going to take some more names. Uh, we are on uh, XXVIII, the third paragraph. If any feel that is psychiatrist, and uh, reading through now growing up among them. Although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share today? Barbara E. Gotcha, Barbara. Carol Q. Errol? Carol? Errol C. Uh, how do you spell that? C A R O L. Okay, Errol, gotcha. Errol C. Who else? Joanne. Joanne M. All right, Joanne. John M. John N. Okay. Pedro B. Hey, Pedro, gotcha. Who else? We have plenty of room. All right, we'll go ahead and start with the, these help? names, and we'll have uh, more room later. All right, so this is who I have. Barbara E., Errol C., Joanne M., John N., and Pedro B. Barbara, you're up, followed by Errol C. Go ahead, Barbara. Good morning, moderator, and thank you so much for your service. Good morning, my fellows in recovery and those who are on the struggle bus. Uh, 
Well, I can honestly say I tried everything. I went to a pay and way. I was a lecturer at a pay and way, but I never could stay at goal. I took pills. I took Optifast. I went to a psychologist. I did everything, but I'm a compulsive eater. I will be one. I will die with this disease, but I don't have to die because of it. Today, in 2022, God is my comfort. My program is my comfort. You are my comfort. And telling you my secrets and sharing my stories are my comfort. And working with others is my joy. Food is not my comfort today. Food is my disease, whispering sweet lies in my ears. I ignore it now. As I said, I may die with this disease, but I don't have to die because of it. It's worth saying more than once. I pray my three A's every day to be aware, to accept it, and to take action. And it's just my thought, and I'm only a compulsive eater. I'm not a psychiatrist. I have no PhD except in dieting. If people are in relapse, I believe that they should stay connected with other recovered people and trust others and do the readings and work harder and try and experience our feelings. It may be not what we need right now, but we can establish new patterns of communication with ourselves instead of going to the food. The cornerstone of this program for me is willingness to trust that there is a God and he or she cares for me and loves me and will be there for me. And the keystone up at the top of the arch that we walk through when we experience the total neutrality of freedom, of selfishness, of self-seeking, of fear from the disease that is killing us since what at least was strangling me by the throat is finally accepting, yes, there is a a higher power that loves me and the neutrality and the feeling of usefulness and purpose and accepting myself in all my perfections and loving myself anyway, loving God's children even if I disagree with them And I ask myself these four questions every day. What did you do for yourself today, Barbara, that made you feel good? What did you do for someone else? Thank you, inside or outside of the the program. And what did you see in God's world that inspired you? And is there anything spiritually and emotionally that is making you disturbed? And share with yourself and share it with another. Thank you, my brothers and sisters. I am with you. I love you. Thank you, Barbara. All right, next we have, it's either Errol or Carol. So forgive me, I just didn't quite get that. But you're up next, followed by Joe Joanne M. Go ahead. Good mo- <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. It's Carol Q from Ontario, Canada a recovered compulsive overeater in recovery. And uh, I just wanted to share this morning, thank you so much everyone who shared before me and thank you for your service. Um, 
I was just the other day I had was keeping something from my sponsor and I went back to that place where I started feeling like I was alone uh, the old habit of of keeping secrets of um, and all of that confusion came back to me and the depression and and as soon as I reached out and uh, talked to my sponsor and she, we talked about it, and, and this is the disease, you know, the, of compulsive overeating and, and how it works. I didn't pick up the food, but I was, I was keeping secrets, and that was so used, I was so used to that and not sharing with other people and opening up and being honest. And I'm so grateful for this program, you know, that, that wonderful steps that to help me stay well uh, because it's the food, but it's also my thinking and, and my withdrawing and uh, holding back. And um, even though I'm scared this morning, I'm, I know that people out there love me. I know that my higher power loves me and so supports me. And I just want to say thank you to everyone. Thank you so much for this program. And thank you to my higher power. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Carol. All right, Joanne M., you're up next, followed by John N. Go ahead, Joanne. Thank you, moderator. Hello, everybody. My name is Joanne, and I am a compulsive overeater, and I have a question. Um, I am relatively new, uh, two and a half months abstinent. Um, I'm really struggling following my food plan, um, and at night, which is what I call my witching hour, um, I haven't eaten any sugar, wheat, or flour, but I'm I'm wanting not wanting. Let me be honest. I'm eating little pieces of fruit at night. Um, hey Joanne. I, hey, I tell you what. Stay tuned for the second hour, and uh, we're going to invite people to to have any questions. So the first hour we stay right on the uh, the topic of what's read in the big book. But if you'll Hang out, and uh, you can also give your name if you haven't already, and uh, you can give your uh, your name as a newcomer and leave your number, and there'll be sponsors also at the end, and then you can ask any questions you want in that second hour. Thank you so much for understanding and um, being with us here this morning. I'm going to go on to – did you have any comment on the actual uh, reading today? All right, John, we're going to move on to you, and then uh, Pedro. Go ahead, John. John, in, are you available? John, I'm here. Just to make sure, uh, we are reading from XX what now? XXV. I, 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 it's the third paragraph beginning yeah. with, if any feel at, that as psychiatrists. Yeah, got it. Uh, okay, thank you. didn't want to go off topic. Uh, you know, uh, I want to give hope to those out there who feel they're never going to get this thing. I hovered on the fringes for, I guess it's been months or not years now. And I just kept with the program in my own way, which was kind of half-hearted, but I kept praying, which I believe is the key element to the program. And all of my psychological issues started to come up, and I began to deal with them. 
And making a long story short, uh, last night, for the first time since I can ever remember in my entire life, I had absolutely no desire to eat any snacks other than my normal regime. And I just want to say how thankful I am to all the wonderful people uh, in this program, the sponsors, and the voices of recovery. It's just wonderful. Thank you. And with that, I'll pass. All right. Thank you so much, John. Pedro B., you're up next, and we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Pedro. Morning, Rick. Thank you for your service. Yeah, my name is Pedro B. I live here in San Bernardino, California. I'm very grateful to be here this morning. Thank you, everybody, for uh, sharing your experience, strength, and hope with us uh, this morning in this paragraph. Um, you know, the one sentence that uh, jumped at me this morning is, uh, it says, we feel after many years of experience that we have found nothing which has contributed more to the rehabilitation of this man than the altruistic movement now growing up among them. You know, and, and uh, see, this, 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 this movement, you people, yeah, uh, your experience, you know, um, uh, there's nothing, nothing more, you know, it's, it's like everything is here with you people, you know, uh, I go away and I come back and you're here, I go away and I come back and you're here, I go away and I come back and you're here, you know, you people. Uh, I'm so grateful that uh, that I have this this meeting to come to and because my insanity, my disease, my illness, it it wants to kill me, but it will settle me to be miserable, you know. And uh, I tell you, I'm really grateful that you people are here so that I can come back to and listen to your experience. Thank and hope. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Pedro. All right. We uh, have plenty of room here uh, for a few more names. Just to uh, let everybody know we, where we are. It's XXBIII, the third paragraph, beginning with, if any feel that a psychiatrist, we're reading through that one paragraph only and ending with now growing up among them. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share? Charles H. Say Who was just after Charles? Sorry. We say Wow. I'm getting Marion I got Marion. Karen. And was there a Marion? I think I need hearing aids. All right. So we've got Charles H. Darian. Karen. Darian. Darian. Yep. From the Yep. Lisa O. Ooh. Okay. Who was the O? Lisa O. All right, I'm going to stop right there while I'm ahead. I've got Charles A., uh, Darian, Karen, and Lisa. Go ahead, Charles. 
Loretta H. Thank you very much for your. Excuse me. Oh, go ahead, Charles. All right, now I just heard somebody else. I like to pause, eleven step, <laughs> three times a day. We'll see if we can get Loretta. Thanks, you go ahead, brother. All right, thanks, bro. Um, you know, I like where it says, you know, the, the most cynical will not wonder that we have accepted and encouraged this movement. This this movement. You know, sometimes. I'm going to keep it real. Sometimes I'll be like, eh, I'm not so much going to listen to this meeting this morning because, you know, you hear people jacking and jockeying for position and, and people throwing subs. But you, and, and I was cynical in that, right? And, and like, talking about, talking about believing in a higher power, God uses broken people like me and you to help broken people like me and you. And if I think I, um, I have an ulterior motive in trying to get popular in a mental illness program, I am so sick. I'm so grateful for the people that put themselves out. You know, and I had cynical, you know, um, comments, sly comments. And, and, you know, those things are gone today because, you know, recovery is so, is so beautiful. Like, if you want to stay on the struggle bus, you can stay on the bus. But, you know, Bill W. got a car that's empty. <laughs> and anybody could get in that car. Get off the struggle bus and get in the car, Charles. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, Saturday, bro, like, like you know, life is so full. When, when, for me, when recovery is clicking, life is so full, you know, I didn't I do no 10-step Saturday, bro. Like, you know, I was able to do some things because I put my recovery first and I played myself, bro. And, like, Sunday morning I'm grasping for, for my bro and I let off on him. And, like, it, it was all right after that. Like, like, if everything is the problem, I'm on a struggle bus. Forget about the food for me just for today. Thank you, God. Right? But, like, the, the buildup of human emotions, and, and we hear this repetitiously, right? And people feel some type of way about hearing it. But, you know, if you if, – if, and being cynical, I'm like, oh, damn, him again. Oh, damn, her again. Like, screw that, man. I want to hear you again because I need – this program is repetitious. So I'm going to say this and keep it pushing. Get the hell – off the struggle bus, Charles, and get in the car. Because the struggle bus ain't going nowhere. The car is going, it's taking me to big places. And I'm so grateful for every, each and every one of you that's, that's in the car and that's driving the car. So with that, I pass. All right. Thank you so much, Charles. Darian K., you're up next, followed by uh, Karen P. Go ahead, Darian. Hi, Rick. Can you hear me okay? I can indeed. Oh, good, good. Um, this is Darian Kay in the Berkshires of Massachusetts. We're grateful to hear everybody. And I could myself listen to people over and over again. Um, it's just a, a delight um, to, to hear everybody in the morning. Um, and so I just, you know, I just have to um, really um, hone in on the, the fact that this is an altruistic movement and a, such a self-love, selfless, um, wonderful human approach uh, to such a grave disease. You know, I have to believe that. I have to believe that this disease is deadly, that it's going to take me if I decide to uh, turn to it. Um, You know, I saw saw it happen to my mom. Um, You know, the food definitely was a a part of her demise. And um, so, I, you know, I take this very seriously. Um, But I I take my recovery seriously and working with others seriously. And... um, it is such a joy. You know, it does say that in the big book, right? The, the bright spot of our day is helping others 
and it really feels that way. Like my heart feels like it sings when I hang up the phone sometimes with, um, you know, sponsees who all of a sudden get it, like the light bulb comes on or, um, you know, or they've, or they've gone through a, an incredible struggle um, and, and didn't pick up the food, um, you know, and are, are blown away by that fact. But it's like, I know, I know in my heart, that's, that's higher power. That's the program. And um, so, you know, I just keep doing it. I keep working with others, keep putting myself out there, um, letting you get to know me um, and, and, you know, keeping, uh, keeping it fresh. I mean, I've been in program a long time, so I have to make sure that I keep it fresh and, and real. And um, I'm just so grateful to have all of you every morning um, to share with and to listen to and to learn. I'm still teachable, thank God. I'm so grateful. And thank you so much, Rick, for your service. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you so much, Darian. Karen P., you're up next, followed by Lisa. Go ahead, Karen. Karen, hit star one to unmute. Well, I thought I heard a Karen. Uh, okay. okay. This is Karen. Oh. Oh, okay, gotcha. Go ahead. Okay. Yes. Okay. The part that really jumps out at me at this paragraph, and I have in my big book, I have written in there, see the pain. And... You know, when I read this paragraph, I can see and feel Dr. Silkworth's compassion, his understanding of the powerlessness and the hopelessness of our disease. And and the part, the sentence that says, let them stand with us on the firing line, see the tragedy, the despairing lives of little children. Let the solving of these problems become a part of their daily work and even their sleeping moments. And you know that to me, being in the program for many years and being recovered and being in the position of trying to help other people find their way out of this deadly disease, I understand what he's talking about because I've been on that firing line. You know, when I work with a sponsee that just for whatever reason can't see it, it is heartbreaking. And then at the end, you know, he gives the solution. He kind of explains how, you know, that, that we have to have a miracle, you know, that that nothing's going to fix us except we've got to have divine intervention. And then it talks about the solution and the altruistic movement. And I can remember my sponsor telling me, you know, we come to the program looking for freedom from food or freedom from whatever. And what we really find is freedom from the bondage of self. And that, you know, the way to, to get free of myself is to get outside of myself. And Dr. Silkworth knew. He knew that as a psychiatrist, he didn't have a solution. And he, and he was, and he was heartbroken about that. And he was so, inspired that some people had finally been able to figure out something that was helping some people. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. Hey, Lisa, oh, you're up next, followed by Loretta Ace. Go ahead, Lisa. Hi, I'm Lisa O. I'm a compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Um, 
Yeah, I really like this paragraph um, because once upon a time I used to work in addictions and I can't even imagine being a physician during a time when there were no medications or other effective treatments to treat alcoholism and having to stand by watching helplessly as people were coming in suffering from delirium tremens, suffering from withdrawal seizures, dealing with um, Wernicke-Korsakoff, which is alcohol-induced dementia, and knowing that, that was, those things were the end result of what this addiction was and just having to stand by helplessly and watch people dry out just to go up back out again and continue on drinking and then come back and hope that they somehow, some miracle happened, that they stopped drinking before they had those terrible end effects of this disease. Um, and then this program came along and there was a miracle. And even then it took a really long time before Dr. Silkworth was willing to put his name on this material and put, come out publicly about this. And, you know, I'm so grateful that he did. And I'm so grateful that he even took that risk anonymously to write that first letter, um, giving credence to this program to other physicians. And I hope so much one day that the general medical community understands and respects food addiction as an actual condition and that dietary professionals stop giving advice. Like if you just eat your red light foods every day, you magically won't want them anymore. Like if I told those things to somebody who was addicted to cocaine or alcohol, like if you just have a little bit of those things every day, you won't want them anymore. People would think that I was insane and that I had lost my mind and that I was committing medical malpractice. And yet these are things that we tell compulsive eaters all the time. Um, my illness is, my treatment is not recognized by any physician <laughs> that I can't eat my red light foods. And yet I'm here and I've been abstinent for almost a year in this program. Before coming into program, I couldn't have made it absent a freaking week. I would have been back in the food immediately. Every time the smallest little thing happened in my life, I was right back into it. And yet here I am successful for almost a year. And that's because I finally acknowledge that this is an addiction, that I'm an addict and that I need help and I need this program and that only a power greater than myself can get me out of my disease. Um, so thank you for let, letting me share with that I passed. All right, thank you so much, Lisa. Loretta, you have about a minute if you wanna still share. Rick, thank you, and everybody on the line who's saving my life, and I do apologize for interrupting, and uh, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in anorexic, and I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and um, this movement, the rehabilitation of many, many people. Yesterday, April 10th, was 83 years since this book has been in print, and is if I'm not sentimental about that, then you know I'm not sentimental about anything because I finally believe that this was a divinely inspired book. It has helped many in my family. It's helping me tremendously right now. I'm in some sort of um, situ. Well, I'm in a lot of pain because of, I had surgery. And every time I work with a sponsee or every time I'm on this meeting or whatever, for some unknown reason, the pain seems to dissipate. And I just am so grateful because as the first speaker shared, it's a war. And especially for me as that I, I'm duly addicted in everything. And, and I can't of use, thank you, can't use, I have God and you guys to 
ask for help with. And I am just like gratitude. I'm very sentimental today. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking us out, Loretta. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, April 11th, 2022, is 18,825. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Sally P. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Sally, go ahead and hit star one. Sorry about that. Um, This is Sally P. Recovered in Colorado. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road to happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you.